Hey guys, this is Renee from Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. Today on the podcast, we speak to Dr. Jonathan Edwards about his book on working with ketamine to treat mental health issues. Let's get into it. Joining us now, he's the author of Suicide, COVID-19, and Ketamine, How a Little-Known Drug May Save Lives. We've got Dr. Jonathan Edwards on. Thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, what an interesting book and what an interesting concept. What Can you give us a little bit of an update on what your background is and, and how you got into writing this book? Oof, sure. Yeah, um, background, I'm a yeah, medical doctor. Uh, professional, former, former professional athlete, um, in motocross. So I've had my, I've had my share of concussions and being knocked out. Um, and yeah, I've helped, uh, many, uh, MMA fighters, motocross racers, you know, including, uh, you know, obviously Misha and I have a history, um, yeah. and, you know, and I work with yeah, a lot of other athletes, uh, and I see, I see concussions, CTE, uh, depression, the subject of suicide. Um, yeah, and when we delve into the book, more, the, the history of how I got to write this book is, is quite interesting. So, yeah, it's a little bit oh, of my I would love to know yeah, that. Tell us yeah, a little bit happened? about that. Because suicide and COVID, there is a correlation. Yeah. And, and, and um, I think that's really still a pretty hot topic. I mean, Johnny just tested positive for COVID. Granted, he's not, you know, having anything ailing. But this is a real thing, especially with the lockdowns. We don't know what the future holds. So I feel yeah. like you have something here, Doc, that I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit on. Because I think more people need to become keen on on the benefits of, of ketamine and what it can do. Yeah. Sure. But before, yeah. So how this, how this book came about, you know, the title is it, it more about the title. When I worked with my editors, um, the title came up suicide, COVID-19 and ketamine. And that, that just caught everybody's eyes. So that was the first, that's the reason for the title really, you know, we could have called it suicide and depression or, you know, something like that, but the most, you know, timely and riveting title was that. Uh, so that's kind of how that came about. Uh, if you look down, the forward is written by a guy named Gavin DeBecker, who's uh, he's very well-known guy. He's got a best-selling book called Gift of Fear. He talks about an intuition, and it's great for any, especially women, to read. He works a lot with battered women, PTSD, um, and he's been on Oprah six times, uh, runs a huge security company for like the likes of Prince Harry, the Bezoses, uh, you know, you name it. He's so anyway, so I submitted the manuscript to him and he said he liked it enough and he's going to write the forward for me. So that's, that's how I got this, your question, Renee, how I got this book out so fast. That's the reason. Awesome. Great. Tell us, tell us the correlation between, uh, COVID-19 and suicide and then your, your kind of so, findings yeah. with ketamine and, and treatment. Yep. So the correlations with that's a yeah, great question. You know, COVID-19, it isn't so much COVID-19 itself. It's, you know, it's the effects. It's the uh, lockdowns, as you referred, you know, the j just all that together. You know, we're seeing depression. We're seeing suicides. I mean, you know, in our city, I lived in Las Vegas for 20 years. So uh, recently relocated to Florida. But just in, in Vegas, to put this a huge point out there, you know, he had eight students, not troubled students, not troubled youth, regular kids, young as seven years old, 
some using their iPads on how to commit suicide and no. 18 successfully did in just oh in Clark gosh. County. Oh my gosh. So wow. That was I just in moved from Clark I mean, County. You, that really hits home. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we're all have a history, you know, in Las Vegas. So that was one of the big things. Um, you know, I mean, Steve Sisolak, every on all of his uh, State of the Union addresses, that was the first thing he talked about. Yep. You know, another child committed suicide today, uh, you know, and, and, and basically, you know, for kids, this is so important for kids because, I mean, if you're a mom, you know, and you, and you have some, your child's in this and you can recognize the signs and you, most moms, most people have no idea that ketamine can be used to actually take a person who's nine out of 10, give me the gun and you could do a ketamine treatment or, you know, or multiple and you can actually turn that into a one or a two and maybe buy some time, uh, you know, and save a life. And that's, that's the whole point of this book. I mean, uh, the whole premise is if it saves one life, you know, the whole thing is worth it. So why ketamine? Yeah. How did, how, why ketamine? And how did you, um, how did you, cause it gets this? kind of a bad rap. Like when most people, when I'm like, you know, my doctor's yeah. just ketamine, they're like, ketamine, <laughs> wait, you mean that drug that makes right, you walk yeah. backwards and like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Some people have had some fun experimental no. times when they're just like not so sold on ketamine. Cause they're like, oh, I think I was on another planet, but I'm um, talking about medical right. use. I would love for you to clarify that there is a purpose yeah. medically that can, in, in, you know, a supervised environment, right. That, sure. What what yeah. does it do for so, you and why ketamine? <laughs> yeah, definitely it gets out. I mean, when you go through everything, the first thing people say, oh, you mean that street drug? You know, it's like, so I've been using ketamine all my career. I'm an anesthesiologist, uh, you know, board certified, been working with ketamine for 25 years. Um, been giving it for depression, mental health for the last, you know, four-ish, I think. Um, but I've known about it for a long time. So one of the reasons ketamine helps is because it's think of a, uh, the best, the, the best thing I could say when you use pharmaceutical grade ketamine and mind you, the party drug is always, you know, a powder uh, and usually not clean, but we're using, we're talking pharmaceutical grade in a vial, you know, administered medically clean in clean out. Um, but the best thing I like to make the comparison is like an ayahuasca treatment. So most people understand what an ayahuasca treatment can do. You know, it brings you inside your brain. Basically, you don't care what your body's doing. You are only thinking about your brain. And the other thing it does is when you're in the experience, we'll say all like notion of time is done. You, you don't even know what that is. Um, and then the other thing about it is it brings you back into those thoughts and it kind of gently forces you in a way to become face-to-face, much like an ayahuasca treatment would. So that's, I guess, in a, in a relatable sense. Now, in a medical sense, you have the default mode network. Most people who are going to like commit suicide or in a deep depression or you know really bad places, they go into what's called a default mode network. And that's that rut that you... You're in time after time, you know, you're, you wake up each morning and it's groundhog day and you are in this rut. And when you're in this rut and you feel destitute and you feel there's no way out, uh, that's when suicide thoughts start happening. And so that being said, you know, ketamine can take you out of that default mode network. Not just that, it also has biological, 
biological functions and increasing things like what's called uh, BDNF or brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Uh, Some people call it fertilizer for the brain. Um, So anyway, there's even brain regeneration things going on more than that. But, uh, you know, so yeah, from a, uh, to answer the question, you know, from like a, you know, a, a simple sense to a medical sense, those are a couple ways ketamine could help somebody in depression and suicide. Doc, could you could you give me an example of maybe, um, I mean, if it's okay for you to talk about, maybe you don't even have to name names unless yeah. you know that this person is comfortable, but are there uh, stories that, you, that you've that you seen it change maybe, maybe an athlete's life or yes. a person's life? Uh, maybe a good example of that? Oh, yeah. Yes, I actually had a professional athlete um, whose um, parent was uh, actually um, murdered on in cold blood by the, you know, in a in a big establishment, and you know, you could just tell, you know, her affect was just crazy, depressed. I mean, it was just it was so obvious, and and after to the two like couple treatments this person i mean you, you it was night and day and so you know and then out of the treatments we did i mean yeah the, that person was face to face with you know the death of the parent and obviously that was dealt with in that experience uh the outcome did not look good i mean uh, you know i was I was really, I was like, oh, I hope we did something good here. And then um, basically, I, uh, you know, it was a good result. It was a very good result. Uh, and I got to, you know, do it, witness it, everything. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, so, okay, so what is the dosage that you normally work with, with the ketamine? And like, what do those oh. sessions, like how do you what do those sessions kind of right? look like? Yeah, like, how does it go? Because, I mean, when you say yeah, it's so like an ayahuasca a, trip or something, I'm like, okay, so you're like really yeah. taking like an inward look. But yeah, like what for a typical person, what does a session look like? Uh, that's a <clears throat> that's a great question. Actually, I deal with that in the chapter 10 of my book. A uh, doctor named uh, Joel Friedman, he wrote this and he gives it to every one of his patients. And it's in my book and it's very explicit. But, you know, in short, it's done professionally. It's done in a medical. It's done in a comfortable setting. Um, I don't like it so much when it's just done in a bare office and, you know, it it needs to be done in a comfortable setting with comfortable people around you and you, you're prepared. So that means, you know, you're working with somebody like me and a psychiatrist preferably, or, you know, psychologist. So, you you know, you're getting preparation for this, uh, administration. It's a sub anesthetic dose. So in no way, shape or form, are you going under anesthesia? This is not an anesthetic. This is more of a, you know, if anything you wanted to say, it's a light level of sedation, really. Um, And it's usually done through an IV or intramuscular. Uh, Ketamine can be given uh, IV, intramuscular, subcutaneous, orally. Uh, So, you know, as I said, the dose depends on how you give it and the size of the person, of course. Um, and that's, yeah, you need experience with ketamine because, you know, things can happen. So you gotta, you know, you gotta have all the medical stuff and it's, so, but it's, it's extremely safe, safe, so, safe, so safe. 
Oh, that that's good to know. So, so what is a, a typical session like? About how long does it last? And you you mentioned um, a therapist around. I mean, is this a session where somebody typically is speaking about the things that are bothering them? Mm. I mean, are they encouraged to look at yeah. those things and kind of work through those problems? That's all done before. You got It's like doing your homework. Okay. You know, you gotta you, you gotta like work with somebody before and know what your problems are. Um, I think that's the biggest bang for your buck using ketamine um, uh, is when you're directly working with a therapist, you know what the problems are. Um, and each session, you know, it's like, it depends. Uh, each session's 30 to 60 minutes about, you know, it can be as little as 20 sometimes. It just depends, you know? Um, but, you know, and it also depends what you're in for. I mean, if you're in for like true suicidal ideation, um, you're going to get, you know, you'd probably do like three sessions in a week, you know, if it's for depression kind of thing, um, you're, you know, you're not so far from, from whatever, you know, like maybe once a week or once every two weeks, sometimes once a month, it just, everybody's a little different and it depends on, you know, the, you know, the sensitivity and the, you know, and the urgency of the, of the situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser, and I've got a new podcast, In Conversation, where I'll draw from 45 years of covering the Final Four, the NBA Finals, Wimbledon, the World Series, the Super Bowl, the Olympics. CBS even sent me to the fall of the Berlin Wall. I think you'll enjoy the give and take, so subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included in most subscriptions. Guys, we're joined here by Dr. Jonathan Edwards here on Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. Um, Dr. Edwards, you guys have have you done any work with um, with CTE at all, or is that something that you're looking to do in the future? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I have done some work with CTE, not so much with the ketamine. Um, I have, you know, I've done some people I suspect with CTE um, in uh, <clears throat> you know, they're not, they've definitely had multiple concussions. Um, and yeah, they, that athlete really went into himself. <laughs> it was, it was interesting. And, and, you know, this, <clears throat> this, uh, this particular athlete definitely has, you know, suspected CTE, you know, and you, you can't diagnose CTE except on an autopsy, really. I mean, there's some blood yeah. tests that, you know, we don't, we don't know yet and all that, but you know, it's an autopsy diagnosis, right? So, but one thing you do know, we, you know, multiple concussions, uh, you know, not just concussions, you know, it can be trauma from, you know, a head, like, uh, I, I saw one case where a circus clown was shot repetitively out of a cannon, you know, and he wow. got it that way, <laughs> you know, it just, yeah, no, there's all yeah, kinds of ways, you military know, military veterans and things like that too. Right, doc. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's a that's great a question. Chapter five of my book deals, uh, the, the title of it's, uh, you know, adolescents, veterans and first responders. And most people don't, you know, there's 16 veterans who commit suicide every single day, wow. you know, and then, uh, and then there's more first responders who die by suicide than in the line of duty in 2020, one, 228 police officers died by their own guns. 132 died in the line of service. 
That is awful. Oh my gosh. So, so doc, can I, can I ask you, no. if you don't mind asking, like, have you experienced ketamine under a medically, uh, you know, under medical, ex- I have. um, okay. And then tell me yep. kind of your experience. Cause I, you know, I, I like hearing about other people's experiences, My, but I think firsthand is also important yeah. too. Like, what yeah, do you feel no, like? Think, what is yeah. the difference after you've done ketamine? How could it help you? How could this change the, you know, change the world potentially? Well, you don't, I can tell you after the treatment, everything's you're, you're good. I mean, I, I can, I, I first, I just wanted to see what it was like, you know, I don't have, you know, I mean, I had all my concussions when I was, you know, 18. I've actually, I had a couple more when I was bike racing, but <laughs> the, uh, but after the, I'd say during the treatment, like I said, you lose all notion of time. Um, and after you just kind of go from place to place, everybody's experience is different. But the thing that I sure could see is that everything was going to be fine. I mean, like, even if you were, even if you, I don't know, you passed for some reason in that next moment, which doesn't, you know, that doesn't happen. You, you had this sense. Okay. It's, it's going to be fine. I mean, you're an energy. Yeah. And then when you come out um, the next morning, especially, you know, you just, you know, life is, um, there, there's not much is going to bother you. Uh, so I'd is, say that's, I would, that's the power of it. Yeah. What about on like the other side of that, of like, is there ever any issues of, you know, worrying if somebody mm. can become addicted to that feeling of that? You know, that's a uh, great question. You know, the um, uh, terms of addiction for ketamine, it's pretty rare. We, I, we, I mean, it's not zero, but when you look at like, uh, like, you know, fentanyl or some of these other drugs, yeah. you know, those are the drugs people really get addicted to, you know, I mean, sure. obviously there's more, um, deaths here in fentanyl this year. I think, what did they say? 90,000 drug deaths or something like that this oh year from God. the lockdowns or up wow. from like 50 or 60. Yeah. So it's not, it's not just COVID killing people, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of other things, but to back back to the addiction potential, eh, it, it's, um, I, I don't, I think in Asia, it's a bigger deal. In the United States, it is not a big drug of addiction, um, at least, you know, for in my studies anyway. And yeah. I wouldn't, uh, you know, I, and, and I know several clinics and I've asked them even, and they all say the same things, you know, people aren't, um, very few come in to abuse it. Yeah. Yeah. What makes about, sense. What, what about cost then? And how, so how would somebody go about if they thought, you know what, mm. I need this, I could use this or somebody I know who's suffering could potentially benefit from this and wants to suggest that they look into it. How would somebody facilitate that? Where would they go? And what would they maybe be looking at for, for costs? Does insurance cover this yet? Is it even something? No, uh, uh, that's a problem. So, you know, yeah. it's done in an office setting and it, you know, you got to remember, you got an office to pay for, you got staff to pay for, um, you know, all these, you got a DEA license to pay for, Nevada right. pharmacy license to pay for. So are you state. one of the so only doctors doing this right it. now, doc? Or is there, are there other? No, no, there's, okay, there's, there's a lot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it wouldn't be. They're all over the country. Find. These now, uh, yes and no, you know, it's, uh, I think in Vegas, I want to say there's four or five places doing it. Um, 
you know, all over there in, in LA, it's, a, it, it's, it's like anything else, you know, you go to the big cities, Los Angeles, right. New York, you know, Atlanta, whatever, Miami. Yeah. It's all over those places. But then what? say you go to some rural place, right. you know, in North Carolina, okay, they have sure. to go drive like four or five hours just right. to get to a place. What, so what could a treatment That's, range from? Like what's a general range? If somebody's just going to, I want to just try this one time. What, what could it possibly range from? I, it depends on the clinic. You know, I've seen it as low as like three to 400. And I think the usual range is like, you know, usually from six to a thousand, you know, depending, right. I know if you okay. go anywhere in Los Angeles, it's going to be a thousand, you know? Um, sure. You know, but it's, it's, I don't know, you know, if, um, yeah, it's, it's, you can't really justify the, you know, there's no justifying the cost. It's, you know, for, it's your life and livelihood. Um, and I, you know, I think it's well, I think it's well worth it for those in need. And there Absolutely. are some programs though, that I, that are mentioned in the book. Uh, I'll give one like Keta MD. Uh, there's this guy named Zappy Zappalin, Zappalin and uh, Warren Gumpel and they, Lamar Odom is connected to those guys and they have this thing called Keta MD and Lamar Odom actually talks about ketamine and he has a, a movie about it even now it kind of, you know, brought him back from the depths of, you know, all his badness, you know, uh, almost dying in the brothel, this and that. So he, he's a big ketamine uh, advocate. And so where I'm going with this is Keta MD has formed a foundation where they actually pay for uh, treatments for veterans because oh, wow. they're very in tune with veterans committing suicide and they have paid for hundreds. So they'll search out docs like me who are, you know, they'll all, all, you know, all agree on a price. You always obviously reduced and they'll foot part of that most, most are part of that bill, making it possible. And there, are, I have some, I have some case reports or some stories that the book is just filled with stories. And there are some veteran stories in there that are riveting. And, but the links these people had to go to just to afford their ketamine treatments uh, is, was, kind of horrendous you know because i mean it's yeah. their life we're talking about you know and um yeah but so there are the the other foundation is called better you foundation and in the first chapter of the book there's actually a former sports athlete uh, he's a vegas professional athlete named uh, drew robinson and he's a spokesperson spokesperson for better you uh there's also a uh kind of a, a uh he's an entrepreneur actor stunt guy named derek duchesne um, he also is part of, and then the psychiatrist, Sam Zand, and that foundation also provides, uh, some, if you go to their website, I think better you foundation.com, uh, something, just search that they'll offer some free, um, like, you know, first steps and first, uh, inner, you know, kind of psychological help. And, and what they're getting awesome. into is not only just the ketamine treatments, but they'll, they have a way to get the ketamine orally and you can take it at home. So therefore you can reach more. Yeah. So you can reach more people. And that's kind of the trend. You know, you see the businesses, um, you see a lot of businesses doing that right now. And that's a hot, it's a kind of a hot topic. So. I wish that this had been something kind of in closing here, because I know we've got to let you go, Doc. But um, I wish this had been around when we lost my coach, Robert Fallis. I really believe in in right? what you're saying here and that, uh, you know, we did lose him to suicide. And I think sometimes the pressure and the weight of the world just gets 
too heavy for some of the strongest. And um, if you see something promising like this, you know, uh, I'm really excited that you got to come on here and share it. So I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, Doc. Thank you very much. Oh, man. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. And just check out the book. You can, um, yeah, I, I encourage everybody, you know, look on Amazon, my website, JonathanEdwardsMD.com. Um, you know, you can see. We got to get it on Audible all, too, Doc. We got to do there. it. <laughs> I, I have, I have. I am working on that. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so anyway, it'll get there. Well, Dr. Edwards, thank you so much thank for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, guys, you can uh, if you want to buy his book, Suicide, COVID-19, and Ketamine, How a Little Known Drug May Save Lives, that's on Amazon. And you can get more info on Dr. Edwards at jonathanedwardsmd.com. Uh, thank you again, Dr. Edwards. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The show is produced by Michael Russo and Kelly Murphy. Sound designed by Nari Balin. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts.